All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a, another episode of Divi Chat. I am super excited to be back with everyone. I've been out for the last several weeks. I know uh, the rest of the panel has been uh, a lot more present than I have been, um, but I'm excited to be here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get things started. Uh, we are talking about knowing your why. Eric wrote the social media post and he said, you must know this before you can be successful in web design. And I 100% agree. I'm going to take it one step further and say, you must know your why before you can be successful in really any business. And so, um, yeah, so it's not really going to be strictly a web designer or WordPress or a Divi topic, but really a business topic, but it's going to apply to all of us web designers and entrepreneurs. And so, um, I know for myself, these are the the topics that I get really excited about and can nerd out over the the businessy types of topics. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. But let's meet our panelists. So we'll go ahead and start, ladies first. Oh, I didn't hear who you were saying, but I'm going to guess you were saying me. <laughs> I think uh, my internet is a little scatty today, so just let me know if I'm not real good here. But I'm Sarah Oates, uh, and I run Endure Web Studios here in Australia. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. As you can see from my background, if you're watching this, my life feels chaotic right now, <laughs> just as my background does. And I happen to just, I was like, geez, it looks funny. Just like something's off. And I've realized my mirror fell off the wall. You know, like that's pretty much how I'm feeling at this time of year is like the things have fallen off the wall and we're just getting through. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Love it. <laughs> Hey everybody, uh, my name is Eric Dingler and we are currently in Miraflores, which is a district of the capital city Lima uh, here in the country of Peru. And so gonna be here two more weeks before we head up to the States for our Christmas break. And then the plan was Mexico City, but one of the one of our full-time team members just invited us to his wedding in India in February. Oh, so fun. now we're thinking about maybe going to India after on uh, in January. So we don't really know. So stay tuned and you'll find <laughs> out when we find out where in the world we're going. So um, <laughs> so besides uh, the adventures of our travel, um, I run In Transit Studios. That's my uh, web design digital marketing uh, agency. And I also have Divi Agency Coach, where I help uh, people that are getting started uh, in web design. Awesome. Eric, I love that uh, you have no idea what country you're going to be in in uh, less than a month. <laughs> no clue. No clue. And last night, Marissa goes, what if we just go to Italy? Okay. Well, maybe why not? So we'll, <laughs> we literally have no idea. So we'll see. That's that's amazing. Um, well, for those who don't know, I'm Tim Streifler. Uh, you can reach me at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and courses. And as of um, this, or I guess last month, we have a bunch of new Divi courses that we are, are pre-selling that will go live in 2023. So super excited about that. Um, and I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and I will be broadcasting from San Clemente, California for the foreseeable future. Although I will be in Mexico 
twice in 2023 in January Ooh, excited. and, and then in December, um, but only for like a week at a time. So, and not Mexico city either. So no matter where you are, I probably won't see you, but you know, <laughs> same, same country, you know? <laughs> yep. Awesome. So we are talking about knowing your why this is a super important topic because as business owners, uh, you have to have a incredible amount of discipline in order to be successful. It's one of those things where a lot of times it's not, or at least with, with like web design, obviously certain, uh, types of, of companies are really complicated, but a lot of times our line of work isn't super complicated, right? Like in, in terms of how to be successful, it's not like you have to like design a rocket, right? Um, However, that doesn't mean it's easy. Just because it's not complicated doesn't mean it's easy. And so it takes a lot of perseverance, a lot of discipline to day after day work on your business while simultaneously working in your business to build the websites for clients and so forth. And so in order to do all that, you have to have a reason. You have to have your your why. And it's your overarching reason of, of why you're willing to do what you're doing. Because not only is business ownership hard, but it can also be incredibly lonely too. And so if you don't have your why factor figured out, you will either burn out, uh, or you will, uh, yeah, just not succeed. And so that's what we're talking about today. And so, uh, we haven't talked about every single angle that we're going to kind of go through on this discussion. And so we're going to kind of see where the discussion leads. So I'm excited about it, but who wants to jump in and talk a little bit about what your why is or how you came about finding your why or discovering your why? Because sometimes it's not exactly what you think it is when you first start out. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll, I'll jump in and get things started. Because uh, one of the things is your why can change. Um, and one of the things that kind of got us started and, and thinking about talking about this was um, a few episodes ago, we talked about like the idea if we could go back um, and and start all over and knowing what we do now, what would we we do different? And then right at the beginning of the episode, Tim, you posed the question of even like if we lost everything today and had to start all over tomorrow, you know, what what would we do? Um, and afterwards, I, I really got to thinking about it and I realized like, my answers to those two questions were different um, because when I started out, I had a completely different why than I have now. So when I started out um, doing this, uh, you know, to, to make money, not just, you know, so I used to run a summer camp for 15 years. I was the director of a, of a summer camp and retreat center in Ohio and we needed a website. Well, you know, Summer's only three months out of the year, so I had nine months to build a website. So I built the camp a website, um, and then just every you know after every summer worked on the website, and so just kind of learned it that way. And then um, fast forward, and my wife and I uh, make the decision to adopt. And international adoption is is and should be very expensive. It's how you prevent human trafficking. Um, and so uh, it, it should be expensive because you have to pay for lots of people to be involved. 
Um, but anyway, uh, it, it was going to be very expensive. And so we needed to make some additional income. We really wanted to uh, try to not go into debt. A lot of people have to take out a loan to cover their adoption. Um, and we wanted to try to raise the money. So we had two years to raise uh, $50,000. Um, and so I started building websites and then learned about, you know, Josh Hall and doing maintenance. And, and this was a great way to add some, you know, on top of that after building the website and just build that up. And so at the end of all of that, uh, we we'd fully funded our adoption. Now, I didn't, you know, making $25,000 a year, you know, even, you know, obviously it wasn't all the 25,000 in the first year. It wasn't split evenly. Um, I had a, I had a full-time job that had health insurance and had uh, retired, was paying in the retirement. Um, and so that was covering our life. And so I, my why wasn't to escape work, wasn't to provide for my family. It was, it was very, very different. You know, I didn't have to cover all of our, our living expenses. Um, and then we decided after our adoption was done, we decided that we wanted to help other people fund their adoptions. We wanted to help other um, orphans find their forever family and no longer be an orphan. Um, and so we decided to just keep doing the, the web design. Um, but then our tax accountant was like, okay, yeah, you just can't make money and give it away because you're still going to make taxes on all of it because you're just giving money to individuals. You need to give money to a nonprofit. And we, we thought we didn't find a nonprofit that, um, kind, that we kind of wanted to necessarily work with. So we just started our own. Um, so we started our own nonprofit and we, uh, thought that that's what we'll do. I'll just keep building websites and, you know, on the side and we use that money and that. And then it just kind of grew and it got so the website, the stuff got so big. And then Josh Hall offered me the opportunity to buy in transit studios, which there was no way I was going to be able to run my little web design, you know, side hustle and in transit studios on a, as a side hustle. And so we made a decision to go full time. And now my why is to build an agency that's donating a million dollars a year to fund international adoptions. Um, well, to have a million dollars a year to donate, I can't build enough websites and, and by myself, um, you know, and, 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 and even if we were just building websites, we couldn't. So I had to step back and go, okay, well, the web design isn't going to work anymore. So how can we, what can we, we really have to step into the agency model, the digital marketing agency model, um, because there's a lot more there with recurring revenue and, and stuff like that. So that's what I've set out in the last, you know, uh, year and a half to figure out how to do um, is, but, but it's because I have a different why. So if I, and now I also have to provide for our living expenses, our health insurance, um, our retirement, like, you know, we, we have to take care, completely take care of our family. And, you know, we have this additional goal that we've set ourselves to reach the point where we're donating a million dollars a year to achieve adoption. Um, so, to, to, to take all that into to the, the backstory now, if if I had to, you know, go back and start all over, if I was going back with the same why I have today, I would 
the first thing I would do is I would hire a fulfillment team and, and all this stuff. And I would, you know, cause I, cause scale would be the name of the game. But if I was going back with the original lie of having a side business that was providing us additional um, money to, to do different things, whether it be adoption or just an extra $25,000 a year, you know, for a little bit of extra retirement money and play money, um, then, then I wouldn't hire anybody. I, I, I would be building the, the websites and, and doing hosting and maintenance and, and that was it. So, um, so that's a little bit about my why, where it started, how it changed. But I think the I think that's important to really have clarity on your why, because your why will establish your way. The way you do business should be dictated by your why. That's good. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sarah, what about you? Um, so my why, let's have a think about that. Um, okay, so when I was starting out, I, I reckon my why's changed, and I think most of us that would be the case over time. So when I started out, I was really interested in building websites, but I felt like no one would hire me. And so I didn't have a degree and I felt like I wasn't going to be able to get a job in an agency. And so I was working another job. I learned web design while I was working that job. And then I started to build up a portfolio. But I think I think my why initially came out of, I wanted to work in web design, but I felt like the only way I could do that was if I made websites for people. Um, and so, yeah, I felt like it was my only option. Looking back now, maybe I could have approached it differently. Maybe I could have done a little bit more study and gone and got a job in an agency. I think it's possible that I could have gone in that direction. But at the time, it felt like that was the only way I could get into web design. Um, and so then I started my business. I think along the way, part of my why has been making a full-time income at part-time hours. So being able to have the flexibility of picking my kids up after school, of being around with them, of being able to manage school holidays. So in Australia, in a job, you get four weeks off a year, but kids are off like six to eight weeks over summer. Then there's another two to three weeks, another two, another three times during the year. Like that's almost three months of the year. It's probably more than three months of the year they are on school holidays. So who looks after them? If you work a full-time job, you have to pay $100 a day for your kids per kid to be in a school holiday program. So all of a sudden, the amount of money that you are spending just to be able to allow your kids to do something during and be looked after during school holidays, and then they go home to an empty house in the afternoon. I, I grew up being an only child and going home to an empty house and spending three, four hours by myself every afternoon. And I didn't want that for my kids. And so I think that's my current why <laughs> is I want to be able to still earn an income as if I worked a full-time job, but not have to work the full-time hours and have the flexibility of being able to go to a dentist appointment or being able to, like, I just cut back to half hours during school holidays. So I still work, but I just cut the hours back even further. And so I'll just do like a half day. Um, I think that is my why. And it's interesting because I think 
a lot of the pressure around me to build my business and make it bigger and bring on contractors and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes, I think it could still achieve that and I could definitely go down that track. But the amount of stress that comes with that, I think part of my why is about not wanting to have an intensely stressful life. Like I want to be able to do something that I enjoy, earn an okay amount of money for that, have flexibility with my family. Um, And I'm starting to put money away for retirement into, we have superannuation here. I don't know if it's called the same there, but put money into our super. So I've started to do that here. Um, And no, my business probably isn't going to be big enough to sell it one day. Maybe I could still choose to go down that track, but at the moment, that's not part of my why. My why isn't about retirement. At the moment, my why is about being around and being flexible for my family and working with clients I like working with, like not just taking on any crappy client just for the sake of earning money, but being able to work with people that I want to work with, do the kind of work that I want to do and have the flexibility, but still have the income. And the income took time. Like it took a good five years to get to the point where I was earning that full-time wage. But every year I have given myself a pay rise. Um, And so I feel like whether or not the money says everything, um, the business is growing and our family is benefiting from that. And ultimately I went from working every day plus nights, plus weekends to now just working mostly school hours ish, you know, like my time tracker comes down. Like I, it only tracks the exact time I'm working. Right. So like it doesn't track when I go and get a coffee, it doesn't track when I'm browsing on a clothing store. Like it just tracks when I'm working. If I get 20 to 25 hours a week worth of actual work that may result in me sitting at my desk for 35 hours a week like because sometimes we get distracted and we look at other crap and we have a long lunch break and you know like so some days I'm still working in the afternoons after I pick up the kids but ultimately the goal is you know that 20 20 to 25 productive hours a week at a full-time wage I'm pretty happy with that so that's my why and love it journey of my why. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And and I think the big thing here is that like your why is your why and it can, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be. And that's the cool thing that, uh, business ownership gives you is, is not just the, the flexibility to do what you want, but for the reasons that you want. And so, Sarah, like you said, like, yeah, you could probably make more money if you scaled a team and you did this and you did that, but you're like, I don't want to, like, you're happy with yeah. having lower stress. Um, and it reminded me, there's a entrepreneur that I follow and, um, he was posting, he's posted several things in this kind of similar, uh, type of mentality, like basically saying, if you can't have a business that could be sold for eight to nine figures and you shouldn't be pursuing it. And it's like, well, that makes sense if your why is to yeah. make as much money as possible at all costs, right? Yeah. That's not me. Like for me, having the flexibility and the freedom, you know, like I have a team, but my team is small. Like I call it like a mean and lean team. And so like it keeps my stress level low. It keeps my hours low so that I can spend more time with my family. We can go on trips. We can do this and that. And so for me, it's about balancing like, um, like finances, like money coming in with 
the freedom and flexibility that gives me the lifestyle that I want. And so, um, and so again, that's why I love this whole like conversation because it's about each one individually and your why is, is your why. And so for me starting out, I, so I studied business entrepreneurship in college. So I knew like I wanted to run my own company someday, but I originally at that time, I had no clue what that would be. I'm giving kind of like my very summarized story here. Um, my dad's a graphic designer. So I was exposed to like design and, and, uh, that whole world, like pretty early on, but I had no desire to go into it, but I kind of stumbled into web design and I was almost more interested in like the technical side than like the, the design side. Um, and so I stumbled into it while I was working full-time sales and marketing jobs and creating websites on the side, not really thinking I would ever make it a full-time thing. It was just kind of projects would come my way and I would take them on. And then I got so sick of working for other people, other companies, and the idea of starting over at another company, like I just, the company I was at, I just, there just wasn't any growth potential. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to quit my job and build websites. I know how to do that. Like, I didn't have any, like, solid client base or anything like that. Cause I'd never wasn't trying to build a business out of it, but I had the skills. And so for me at that time, my why was, uh, like purely freedom. And so like, okay, I know I can do this and I want the freedom of working for myself and so forth. And so now it's, it's about like providing for my family and then balancing, you know, finance with like lifestyle. And, and so, um, yeah. And then uh, I guess, uh, Joan's comment just made me think about this. One thing that I do love and kind of like why I love this field, which I think kind of goes into the why is, and I think web design as well as internet marketing, which I are, those are like my two of my passions. And I think they both have the same characteristics is it allows me to use both sides of my brain. It's very creative, but it's very analytical too. And so I love being able to do that. And being a business owner, an entrepreneur, you have to wear a lot of hats. And I love when the different hats that I wear are allowing me, me to use the different sides of my brain. And so, cause if I was just doing creative stuff, I'd go crazy. And if I was just doing super analytical stuff or technical things, I would go even more crazy. And so being able to do both, uh, is amazing. And so again, I think that comes back to like that flexibility of I get to work on what I want to work on. And so that again, kind of goes into my why is that freedom and flexibility to not just, uh, have the business that I want, but actually do the work that I want. Cause as business owners, we have to work on the business and then occasionally in the business. And so I get to choose, you know, what things I get to work on. And so, um, so that's my why kind of roundabout. Um, yeah, so I guess we're all done. We ended early. So we'll see everyone next week. <laughs> I think a lot of people, I think there's there's a common thread with a lot of web designers. So there's a common thread that a lot of web designers love helping people. And I think it's this funny thing where a lot of us stumble into it because we maybe have friends who need a website and we're like, oh, well, like maybe I can like have a go at that. Like the amount of people's stories who start with, I, like Eric's, I built my own website and then you know, my friend needed a website, so I built them a website. And then my other friend needed a website, so I built them a website. And all of a sudden, it becomes their thing. Um, I think it's an interesting thread that goes through that you have to want to be able to help people. But then there's also that kind of reward of seeing what you've done actually benefit somebody else. Not just that you're helping them, but like, you know, when you get the feedback, like, oh, my God, like, we had so many Google, like, 
searches this month for our thing. We're so excited or like, we just love it so much. And everyone's telling us how good it is. Like that stuff can be part of your why as well in terms of like loving the feeling of having created something that's out in the world and is benefiting someone else, or even just that they love it. And, you know, therefore they make you feel good. Like, I think that can be a part of the why as well. Um, But I think a lot of people who start in this, I mean, I don't know what the stats are worldwide, but like starting a business is hard, right? And I think it's 50% of businesses fail within the first 12 months, something like that. So like, uh, and within the first five years, I think it's something like only 10 or 20% make it to the first five years of a business. So any of us who are starting a business, I'm not sure we ever know what we're getting ourselves into. I don't know if we, and maybe if we knew we never would do it, right? Like if I could go back in time, I didn't know that I'd start a business. I'm so glad I'm here where I am now. But if I was right back in the beginning, I'm not sure I would have realized just how hard that first five-year journey was going to be, like how much of a fight it was to get any income for my family. Like we dropped back in income dramatically that first few years. So, you know, like it's a big fight and it's hard to get through. And I think you have to know why you're doing it to be able to get through. Like I think for me in those first few years, honestly, the thing that was like pushing me through the first few years was like knowing my family needed that money. Like I went from, I don't know how much I was earning before, but let's say it was like 4,000 a month or something like that. Like I dropped back to 2,000 a month was my goal right at the beginning. And that was a fight. Like that was an absolute fight to be able to get that much money into the business and into our family. And the business was basically living off nothing. Like any money that came in was going into our family. And the pressure I felt was immense. I'd quit my job, had to get that money for my family. But then on top of that, the embarrassment of like, I quit my job and everybody knows it. And I've started this business. And I think there is that part of you, well, for me, there was that part of me that was like, no, I have to make this work because this will be so embarrassing if I don't make this work. And so like fighting through, honestly, those were the things that pushed me through the first couple of years. Like, yes, I wanted to do it, but equally, I still felt like I wasn't going to be able to do it another way. And so I think you have to have something that helps you get through. And if you're determined enough, you will get through. But that's not to say, like, you've got to have something inside you driving you so hard because otherwise you can sit at your computer and do whatever the hell you want. No one's, like, at your back. No one's telling you, you know, you've got to be productive for the next six hours. You can put off your work as much as you want. Yes, your business will fail, but, like, you know, there's nobody else driving you unless you have something pushing you forward. And I think those first few years are so hard to get. It's like getting that momentum. And once you get the momentum, it kind of can go on its own and it can start to go faster and faster and you can have more income coming through and you can start to make better decisions about how you use that money. And, you know, like you can get going, but initially I think there has to be something real strong driving you to be able to get that momentum going in this kind of business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm what I like to call a unemployable entrepreneur, um, which means I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I was, and I would be if I was ever again, a employee, I was a terrible employee. Like, I mean, I've, I've never got like fired or anything. Um, and, but like, it was hard for me to be motivated to do something Yep. That someone else was telling me to do. Um, and so 
but as a like entrepreneur, like I have to find that motivation within and I have to mm-hmm. like work on something I'm excited about because if I don't, like you said, there's no one that's watching over my shoulder saying like, Oh, are you working today, Tim? Like my wife doesn't nag me. She knows I get my stuff done. Um, and so it's like, you have to be incredibly disciplined. And so having that why, and so it's like, um, like that could be kind of what you're saying. What you were saying, Sarah, is like part of your why could be that like, you just don't want to fail and <laughs> you, you just have to succeed for yourself and you have to prove the naysayers wrong, you know? And like, that's okay if that's yeah. part of your why. Um, and I think there's a little bit of that, uh, within everyone, at least everyone who's like first time business owner, first time entrepreneur is like part of your why is like proving to yourself and to others that you can do it. Um, yeah. and so, and if you're yeah, a people there's... pleaser, you've got your clients as well. So early on, some of the pressure comes from like a client's giving you money and they're expecting something. And if you don't produce that something, like, yeah, you can procrastinate for the first couple of weeks. But like after that, if you don't produce something, it gets real stressful real quick. And I think you learn in those first few jobs really quickly. I don't want to feel like this. This feels awful. Or the first time you have to say to a client, it's not ready. Um, I'm going to need another couple of weeks. That's hard. And if they're expecting it and their anticipation is high, that conversation sucks. So if being a people pleaser in some ways can allow you to have that motivation of like, I don't want to have that conversation. Or like, if you, if you just don't like conflict, like I don't like conflict, right? So I don't want to have that conversation with a client. And sometimes that is my why. If there's a job that's super sucky and I don't want to do it and I hate the work and I hate the client, you know, like all those things, just wanting to avoid the conflict and get the job done and out of my life. Sometimes that is my why on a particular job is like, I hate this job. I want it done. I want it out of my life. I don't want to touch this side again. I don't want to talk to the client again. Well, that's okay. Like that can be your why for this month, like for this job. Sometimes we need money. Sometimes we have to take on a job that is crappy and we don't want to do it. But for that why, well, yeah, it's the money, but ultimately it's moving past the current job. That can be a why. (laughs) You can have lots of little whys, right? Yeah, I think think you absolutely can. And I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, because we have these bigger whys that are driving us, um, it sometimes there's the little whys to push us through. Uh, like if you have a team, like, you know, I, I was just realizing as you guys were, were talking, like I, I have another why now that that pushes me sometimes yes. when I'm tired. And that's because I have to make payroll for mm-hmm. two other full-time employees. Like, I've got some part-time freelancers and stuff like that. But if, if I never throw them another project, they've got other, I've got two people that are like, this is how they live. Right. You know, those are more mouths to feed too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot, like, there's a why, like, Oh, I really don't want to get up this morning. And, but you know, payrolls coming up in, in, you know, two days. And I I really need to, I really need to crush this sales meeting today. So I better get up and prep for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, Eric. I totally agree. Having uh, people working for you that are depending on the business to be successful is, is a whole nother why. And so, yeah, same thing. It's like um, one of my uh, support team members, she's been with me since 
almost the beginning. Um, she just had a baby, her second child earlier this year. And so it's like, wow, it's like not only is her, but her family is depending on this income, like her kids, you know, so it's like, I have to make sure that this company continues to be successful because it's not just my family, not just my kids, but my employees and their kids, their families that depend on this income to pay their rent, to eat, to to have fun, enjoy life. And so, um, which can be, which I was gonna say though, that I, I know some entrepreneurs about like, um, in the, the Ocean View Business Association, I mean, one of the guys that's in there, the whole reason he went into business is he was totally on fire for the idea of providing income for other people. Like that was his why. He wanted to create a place for people to earn a living for their family. And that was his driving why. And I always thought that was really kind of cool. It's not my thing but it was is and it, yeah. it was very motivational and successful for him so yeah for sure yeah and i think too like on the topic of your why chain changing as your business changes and and, and it's like starting out it, it might be that that freedom and that flexibility and that financial stability and then once once you have those things you've achieved those things and you, you know things are steady well then your why kind of changes it's like okay now i have have the finances but now it like now I want to, you know, like build a team and support, you know, and then you get to know these people that are become like your family. And so they become your why, like we just mentioned. And then it could be like, okay, well now I want to, uh, you know, be able to support this nonprofit like, like Eric does. And so it's like, now it's not just about making money for, for me and my family or not just my team, but also for this other cause that we like truly believe in and stuff. And so, um, it's cool. Like as your, your business grows and changes how the motivation changes too. Cause a lot of times people go into business because they want to make a lot of money. And then once they have money, it's like, well, okay, what else can I do? <laughs> you know, it's like you've achieved <laughs> that first why. And so then now there's something else, you know, and it might be creating jobs. It might be supporting nonprofits, might doing this, a combination of all of them. Um, because the cool thing is, is when you have extra money, you can choose how that money gets used, such as supporting things that you believe in and growing a team to create jobs and a combination. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, let's see. So we've so, got a couple comments. Oh, go ahead. Good. Oh, yeah. No, you can go and read the comments um, if you'd like, Eric. I, I was going to kind of slightly pivot just a little bit. Well, I, well, first off, I think we need to bring up Daniel here because uh, you guys have a great <laughs> Thank mustache you, Daniel. happening there. Appreciate <laughs> Thanks. it. Thanks for noticing. Um, but, <laughs> but I also like uh, Ken here. You know, he's just talking about, you know, this was kind of what was next for him. You know, so he worked for someone else for 40 years and then, you know, wanted to challenge himself to build a side hustle, um, supplement his income as well as staying active, engaged in tech. Got to keep the old, what's it, noggin, 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 rocking. I like that. Love but um, that's right. I think that's cool, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know my dad, my dad is is going to be retiring, um, and he thought he thought he wanted to try to do this. Um, and so I, I tried to give him a project, and he, he decided he didn't want to do this anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting though. I was listening to a podcast. Oh, sorry. 
was listening to a podcast that was talking about another podcast that was talking about um, getting to 100. So it was these people who had interviewed all these different people who had turned 100 and asking them basically like, what was, what's your key? And he was expecting it all to be about diet. But what it came down to was having some purpose every single day. So almost everybody had something to do every day. And whether that's like a little side hustle like this, um, like, you know, you could plug away at a w- one website at a time really slowly, like right to the end if you wanted to, right? But having some sort of why and then having connection with other people. And I think what we've all learned is there is a community of people doing this stuff that we can all connect with each other. And so theoretically, you know, some of your elements of being able to be really good and healthy in your old age could be part of this. You never know. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like it. Yeah. Oh, someone, hey. someone said, I can't remember who it was, but saying like, most of the time you're not burnt out. You're just uninspired, mm. which I think is really profound. And I think part of that being inspired is having a cause yeah. behind you, right? Having a purpose, like you said, Sarah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, my dad is an architect and well, he was, and then he retired. And after he retired, he just started taking on one or two architecture jobs for overseas charities a year. And so like he would help them design a school or design a church or design a like community hall or whatever. And I could imagine that at some point when I don't want to keep doing this, you know, there are plenty of charities that would really appreciate a free website. And even if it took a little bit longer, you know, they'd be really stoked with that and that there are plenty of opportunities for us to use our skills, even once we no longer need to earn money from our skills. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, That's really good. That's awesome. Um, so one, one thing, uh, I just, one last one that was shared is, oh, yeah. uh, this is Vicky's retirement plan. Um, you know, yeah. so she said like, you know, this is, and, and I understand that this, so our business is now part of my regular conversation with our financial planner. Um, you know, so that's now a part of like when we're figuring out how much a year to invest and, and retirement, we, we backed off um uh, a good bit percentage wise because we decided we wanted to and reinvest that into the business because the business for us has become part of our uh retirement portfolio um kind of looking a little bit of like the the rich dad poor dad model um <clears throat> but this, that's another reason to get into business there that's the big difference between creating yourself a job and creating a business, um, you know? So, cause I know, especially as like where we are now in Miraflores, um, there are a lot of digital nomads here. So uh, getting to meet lots of, lots of digital nomads and stuff like that. And there are some that are, that are older, even older than me. Um, so, you know, that's, that, they're getting up there. And even uh, older than you. Even Whoa. older than me. And Is that possible? uh they're they're happy like they're they're working freelancer as freelancers and they just don't plan to to stop um that but they also don't want to have a business and all the business stuff it's literally just a job um and so yeah 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 no that's good um yeah. So one thing I wanted to say now, some people might be listening, might not know exactly what your why is, or maybe you have like, it's kind of scattered, right? Like you have 
different ideas of what your why might be, or you're like, you know, this is important. So my challenge to you would be to write it down and flesh it out and, and, and get it figured out and then post it like on your monitor screen. Um, one of my first jobs after college, I was, I was in a sales role and it was uh, a bunch of other, like, I'll say, call us kids. We're in our early twenties, like very financially motivated. And so like, um, our sales manager had us print out a picture of, of something we wanted that money could buy. Um, and so for some people it was a sports car, some people it was, you know, a trip or, or something. And they, he had us put on there so that every day we could visualize what it, that one thing that we were working towards, right? Again, this was a sales job. So a lot of very financially motivated young people. And, um, it was really helpful because like day after day, you could remember what your why is. Now I'm not saying like you have to print out something that, you know, monetary, a physical possession, but like write it down and put it next to you so that you see it. Because a lot of times when you're working, on your business and you're working at the, the finer details and, and you're trying to figure out how to do this, or you're like building a website and you're sucked into uh, all the details of a website and the figuring out what fonts to use and the, what, how much space and put on your blurb modules. Sometimes it's hard to remember the bigger picture of why you're doing it. And so having it right there that you can look at and remind yourself can give you that extra bit of motivation to continue pressing on when you're like, Oh my gosh, it's two in the morning. This website's supposed to be done tomorrow. Um, like, and you just kind of feel like quitting. There's times it usually happens once a year, right before my black Friday sale. Cause that's like the craziest time of the year for me where it's like, you know what? Screw it. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I want to go to bed. <laughs> Forget it. Like it literally is a internal struggle that happens about once a year, usually yeah. not more than that. Um, because Black Friday comes once a year, it's on a certain day and I can't push off the deadline. Like other times of the year, I can yeah. push the deadline. It's my company. It's like, all right, it's not ready. It's going to be, it's going to be released next month. <laughs> but with Black Friday, it's like, it has to be that time. And so it's like every, every year, it's like, I want to, you know, I just, it's so overwhelming. And so if you ever get like that, having something to motivate you to just help you get over that finish line can, can be really helpful. Yep. That's, that's really good. I'd recommend a book. Um, it's called the miracle morning. Um, and that, you know, there's these six things he recommends you do in the morning, anywhere from between six minutes to, to an, an hour. Um, but one of them is one of the six is visualizing, you know, and, and, that is, I mean, life-giving to that. I mean, and, you know, w without vision, people will perish. And I mean, we just, it's ingrained within us to need that vision. Um, and so to have a, a routine that you're reminding yourself of that. Um, but then also uh, what I just have realized through this conversation is also taking the time, you know, maybe once a year to really asking, is this still my why, <laughs> you know, because it, it can start to shift and you're, you're, you're reading one thing in the morning, you're committing one thing in the, to one idea in the morning, but none of your activity throughout the day is aligned to that because your why has changed. Um, yeah. And so I think that's a good checkpoint and, and being okay with it to, to, to morph because the why your why is going to help you make decisions. Like I, I don't have to take on that project or, you know, I, I don't need to take on a team or I don't need to add additional services and, and stuff because this is my why 
what I'm doing yeah. right now is achieving that. So why add, like, I, I, I push back really hard on people that have this idea that, you know, you got to have, you got to be a seven figure, you know, agency. You got to be seven. Why? Like, yeah. that's a dumb, that's a dumb why. Um, so. Yeah. yeah it's like I what think, I was um, it can be that. easy to feel that pressure from other people like, you know, oh, well, their business is doing this thing. So I should be doing this thing. But I think if you can come back to what your way is, it's a little bit easier to say, yeah, they're doing it. And it's really awesome that they're doing it, but I don't have to do it. That doesn't have to be me that goes down that track. Um, Because I think it can be really easy to feel like you're failing just because you're not doing what other people are, other people are doing. Uh, The other thing that sparked my memory or my thoughts was, you know, I've said I want the flexibility, but there are many days where I'm not very productive during the day. And it does mean I have to do more work after the kids get home. And I was thinking, you know, if I could be a little bit more intentional in terms of thinking about my why during the day, I might be able to push a little harder during the day and stuff around a little bit less so that I get my work done. But by the time I pick up the kids, and actually be living my why a little bit more. Cause it's one thing to say we've got a why, but I think it's another thing to actually be living the results of that why and not just going, well, I mean, I've got a couple hours this afternoon. I could just do it then. Like, and then being lazy during the day doing it. And then all of a sudden you haven't actually been living out the reasons or like, if you're saying you want flexibility, but you never take a holiday, well, are you actually living what you're working towards or have you morphed into, yeah, but there was another job and that's money. And so I I followed the money train rather than remembering, well, I did this so that I could have holidays or I did this so that I could take off all of January or I did this. So whatever it is, I think it's one thing to say it and another thing to actually be working towards it and living it. Yeah. Yeah, Living it. That's that's good. good. And I, I feel like that's something I need to, like remind myself because, because I work from home and I have uh, a two-year-old that all day long just wants me to play with him. And I have to like (laughs) shut my door, lock it, put on my noise canceling headphones so that I can't hear him knocking on the door going, daddy, you want to play daddy, daddy, you want to play? Like literally does it every day. I'd rather play, but at the same time, it's like, okay, there's time to be focused and there's time to say like, you know what? I'm in this. I'm doing what I'm doing so that I have the freedom to go take the afternoon off and play with my son instead of having yeah. to like wait until, you know, quit in time. And and so um, I have to remind myself of that because it's like I get into the routine of like, these are the hours I work and then, which obviously that's a good thing overall, but I have that flexibility to be able to take time off. And so I need to do that more often. <laughs> Yeah, even like um, we talked about just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about like actually taking time off when you need to take time off. Like, you know, if your brain is fried, if you really are overworked and you just need to like slow down a little bit, I think sometimes we can get stuck in that routine of like, yeah, but I work nine till three or whatever your hours are. And so like then we can just sit at our desk, not being productive, not achieving yeah. anything, still feeling overwhelmed and overstressed. But the whole reason behind it like the reason we did it was for flexibility was for allowing us to not be stuck in this like nine to five job and being forced to work when we didn't want to work but we still feel too guilty to actually take the break um so I think sometimes even that thing of like 
it's not actually productive right now for me to do work. And my why is to like achieve a good website for someone. I'm not achieving a good website for someone right now. So if I go take a two hour break, even though it's 11 in the morning, that's going to help me achieve my ultimate goal more than sitting here doing nothing. Right. But I'm sitting at my desk. Yeah. Think, and, and I you mean, know, you could argue that you'll get a lot more done doing that by taking time off and letting yourself yeah. recharge and, and get re-inspired later than yeah. forcing yourself to sit in a chair and not get anything done. Uh, but it's hard so to it, do that, right? Like there's some yeah. weird inbuilt guilt that comes and it's really hard to push back from that. Even though we run our own business, we are our own bosses. It still can be hard to like actually yeah. do it. But if you look at like the companies that uh, will start doing like a four day work week or whatever, and they re- report mm-hmm. back six months later saying like their employees are more productive, they're happier, you know, and it's like, makes sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, I really wanted to, to work towards that next year. So that was one of my goals. I don't know if I can get there, but one of my goals was maybe start with like a fortnightly Friday off. So my goal would be, work really productively during the day, during the week, and then every second week have a Friday off and then maybe work towards every Friday off kind of long-term. That yeah. might be part of my my why in terms of why should I be motivated during the day and actually be productive? Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Um, so, Sean, if you want to put Sean's comment up, Eric. Sean says, today is a day I feel like quitting and being asked to do things on site designs that are just getting too tough and too time consuming, very frustrating. I can say every single one of us up here and every single person mm-hmm. in the chat as well has uh, has been there. And so yeah. uh, we totally get it. So I definitely want to encourage you to not quit and not give yeah. up. Um, speaking of my two-year-old, <laughs> me. hey, you want to say hi? Say hi. 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 Best show ever. You <laughs> probably can't hear us, Kenny. You can't hear you, yeah. Yeah, in terms of the feeling like quitting stuff, like over the last few years, I've definitely had more moments than ever of feeling like that. And yeah. um, there was only only a few weeks back, there was a time where I had no jobs, like ready to go for the next two months. And for me, that's really unusual really unusual and knowing that we're coming into a quiet period there was part of me that was like you know what i'm kind of relieved like maybe i just hang up the hat like you know and i think really what it came down to was i was pretty exhausted and we have those times and we have those days and i think sometimes you need to just go, you know what, like that's just where I'm at. And I just, maybe I need a couple of hours off. Sometimes it's that it's a really crap situation. The client is driving you crazy and you just need to push through. Like I said before, like get them off your plate and yes, it sucks, but like, let's get past them and then learn from the mistakes. Like if it, if you got yourself in that situation, because you're um, boundaries weren't strong enough, then okay, let's move forward and like look for those boundaries. If it was because you took a client on, even though you saw the red flags, okay, let's like try and do that differently. If it's just because they're a maintenance client and you happen to have three that all came in with really annoying, hard things all at the same time, all right, suck it up, get it done and like move on and maybe plan to have a day off next week or like whatever it is. But 
hundred percent. There are definitely days where it all just feels too hard and like you just don't want to keep going. Um, and I think in those circumstances, it's just working out. Can I just push through? Is it that I need to like go take a walk for an hour? Um, but we've all been there and I think it's part of running your own business, unfortunately, or like any job really, like if you're working for somebody else, there are definitely days when you feel like quitting, right? Like the grass is always greener. You always think some other job, some other boss, some other industry is going to be better or easier or (laughs) more fun, but realistically that's working, right? That's right. I always remind myself the saying, if the grass is greener on the other side, they're paying a higher water bill. Um, (laughs) And so you just have to ask yourself, are you willing to pay that water bill? And a lot of times the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, I was very distracted. I missed a lot of what you just said, Sarah, but I'm sure it was amazing. It was amazing. I cannot believe you missed (laughs) the the gold. The most amazing thing that's ever been said on Diddy Chat. I'll I'll have to go back and listen. Um, Well, as always, the hour flew by. Uh, Any final thoughts before we end today's Divi Chat? I, I think just back to the idea, I know for me is, is I'm going to spend a little time just reflecting on, uh, again, my why, maybe coming up with a way to uh, re-wordsmith it. I, I, I like to play with words. Um, so I think I'm going to try to re-wordsmith mine um, for next year. Uh, but I think that's what I'm going to to work on. Um, and so I would just say final thoughts are make sure you know what your why is and you can quickly articulate. Ar- articulate it, um, and remind yourself of it on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, that's good. Love it. What about you, Sarah? Yeah. Um, mine isn't a final thought, but again, something that I would like to work on, which is working on remembering during the day that my why is about the flexibility and the shorter work hours and not just sitting back down at my desk because that's habit or sitting back down at my desk because, you know, I could get a little bit more done this afternoon, but instead trying to be a little bit more productive during the day and getting back into the habit of not sitting down at my desk after I pick the kids up after school. Yeah, for sure. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I, a few years back, I made the rule that I don't work on weekends and I don't work evenings like past like 5 PM at the latest, usually four. Um, and that was a, a good rule. And so I think, um, I kind of gave myself work hours for the purpose of not working outside of those hours, mm-hmm. but I forgot that I don't have to always work all of those hours. And yeah, so that's that that's kind of my final thought is reevaluating like my schedule yeah. and my time, because there's times where like. I am feeling, you know, burnt out or tired, but it's just like, okay, got to come, got to work, you know, head down type of thing. But I think there's value in taking time off more often and more spontaneously. Um, And that's, that's the, the freedom that we have in our businesses. Obviously when you have deadlines and and certain things, you have to hit those deadlines, but um, outside of that, it's like you, you can, you know, give yourself a break and, and take time off yeah. and everything. And so that's, that's the thing I'm going to work on is, is nice. reevaluating the time that I, I put in so that the time that I am sitting right here at this desk, it's as productive as possible. 
and that I'm not a slave to those work hours that I gave myself. So, yeah. So we should I, check in in yeah. like the end of January or the start of February and just see how we're all going with that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, this was a very productive episode for the three of us. So <laughs> oh, just totally. Us. Yeah. Just yeah it, it was kind of like a therapy session where we're like yeah. self discovering, you know, certain things <laughs> took about like ourselves. A journey. <laughs> journey so yeah. i hope it was for everybody else too <laughs> <laughs> if not we don't mind That's yeah <laughs> this hour if was not us. we just we broadcasted our group therapy session no big deal <laughs> that's right we can do this regularly if you'd like that's fine oh that's funny that's funny oh that's good that's good um so yeah we have no idea what our topic will be next week but i assure you it's going to be awesome um, and if you all watching this, whether you're watching live or you're watching the replay, if you have any topic ideas where you're, maybe you're struggling with something, or if you just want us to cover a certain topic, it can be technical, it can be business, it can be marketing, it can be whatever. Let us know, uh, submit the topic. You can submit the topic on divi.chat. You could, um, send us a message on any of our, our social channels, Facebook. Can you do YouTube messaging? I don't know if you can, but, um, you can reach out so. to you could do a comment under the video, but honestly, I'm not sure we'll catch it. So, like, probably direct message us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then if you would be so kind, if you haven't already, go to ratethispodcast.com slash DiviChat. Uh, we just posted it in the comments. And give us a review. Rate us. That would be amazing. Not only does it uh, help fuel our why and remind us why we are doing this podcast. Um, but it also helps other people. It could takes you, you know, a couple minutes of your time to potentially help other people find this podcast too. So if you find this podcast valuable and you're learning a lot, give us a, a review and that'll help other people find us and it will remind us why we're doing what we're doing. So um yep. That is it for this episode. Thanks for everyone that tuned in live and for the discussion and the helpful comments. Uh, and thanks for everyone who is listening on the replay later as well. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.